Well, hi there, and welcome uh, back again to the fifth episode in our weekly conversations. My name is Charles. I'm one of the pastors at Kings, and I'm joined today by three uh, amazing people. Uh, I'm sure you'll know them well if you're a member at Kings. We have Hilary Diel. She's one of the pastors at Catford. We have Cindy Dixon, another pastor at Catford, and also Andrew Wilson, our teaching pastor. And uh, we're going to have a fantastic conversation, as always. It's always lively and fun, um, and also reflecting on all that's going on uh, in the media, as well as Proverbs 31, which Andrew did an outstanding job, I have to say, of preaching on Sunday. And uh, so we're going to have a fantastic conversation. I really hope you enjoy this one. And uh, I'm going to come to, to Hillary first. It's great to see you again. And obviously on Sunday, we mentioned the Invited series at the end of our service. And the Invited series uh, was all about how every single person, regardless of who they are, are invited to God's table. And so I just wondered whether you'd be able to start us off by telling us a bit more about the Invited series. I know that you were heavily involved in creating some of the content for that. And so why don't you kick us off by just saying a bit more about the Invited series and how people can access those resources. Yeah, I mean, we did that three years ago. Uh, it's amazing how time flies. Um, <laughs> and it was in response to the fact that for us, um, diversity and finding unity in our diversity is a core value and it's been a core value for many years and every few years we we need to really invest in that and talk it through and teach into it and then obviously it's part of our regular preaching program anyway and that series was based on acts and really based on how the early church um worked through some of the tensions uh, the new truth that the gospel brought into their situation and the massive divide that was historically there between Jews and Gentiles and how they worked through that, how they responded to that in light of all that Jesus had done um, in the cross. Um, it was a great series. I mean, it was one of those series that people loved. There were loads of kind of video testimonies mm -hmm. and the kind of central motive was people sitting around a table uh, being invited to a table where people, whatever their background, whatever their differences, could share real, honest, open friendship and fellowship. And um, so, there were, yeah, there were loads of stories. There were loads of groups that actually came out of that and friendships where people mm. intentionally uh, developed friendships with people who were different from them. So I think there is, yeah, a lasting legacy, hopefully, from that. I think for many people, it was only the beginning of a conversation. And that, we, that is always a challenge. Our church is constantly changing. New people join the church who, ha who weren't part of that series. And also kind of world events move on. So it is a good foundational series. I think um, it didn't specifically talk much about uh, the social justice justice aspects of that. And that feels like at the moment, that's one of the key things that people are trying to get wisdom on is, okay, how do we act differently um, in the church, but also out in our, in our world, in our society. So as ever, no, no series is perfect, but it was a good starting point. And I think it's worth going onto the website, uh, searching for invited, and you'll find a lot of the testimony stories are there, the videos, as well as the full preaches. Uh, there was a daily devotional based on Acts. So there's a lot of material there that people can access if they missed it. Brilliant. Thank you, Hilary. And as you say, this is an ongoing conversation for us. And 
something that we want to wrestle with regularly. And um, as Steve mentioned on Sunday, this is something that we're looking to produce more content, more resources, more teaching, more training uh, in as we work out all these, these things as a church and as a local body. Um, Andrew, I'm going to come to you. And uh, like I say, it was uh, great hearing you preach on Sunday. And you're always one, you, you've got a reputation for sort of preaching illustrations. And uh, I can see a couple of uh, a couple of items on your bookshelf back there. <laughs> the doll that was used on Sunday. The thing is, people will think that this has now been staged. So, you know, because I've put. But look, that lives on my shelf. Like, I just want to say to people, this is not a setup. That has just been. Yeah, she lives here because I use her all the time. <laughs> I only have one one illustration. It's just. <laughs> but, but interestingly, that's not the only illustration like um, that you use, isn't it? You've got more on your bookshelf that you use regularly, right? Uh, I do. Well, there's three that I use. I, so there's my penguin, which is if you uh, you probably can't quite read it there, but Andrew yeah. Wilson and Co. The light means you probably can't quite see it. Uh, is that any good? Oh, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I'm turning it side on. That doesn't help. But anyway, um, that make a very strange screenshot. Um, but yeah, so that's a, a sort of the image, an image of me as someone who bears my name and represents my image kind of thing. There's there's some lawyers up north, and my dad found it one day and thought I'd laugh, which I did, and I've used it ever since. And then this, which because it's such a good illustration and I haven't used it in the church on Sunday, I'm not actually going to use it right now. But the day will come when you will discover what this is and why it's a great illustration of something. Um, and then obviously I use, like, I've used visuals whenever I can, but three of them are small enough and repeatedly used often enough to live in my office and get promoted. So I think she takes pride of place because I've probably used her three or four times while I've been preaching at King's, I think. I just, I, I found it as an image of, and actually because i think it represents something i believe quite strongly about how you how you were supposed to read the bible as well like that, mm. that in many ways level one is is it is how most of us default to reading it this is speaking to me but that it needs to be read within a corporate israel slash church context and then within a global gospel context as well and if you don't see those three levels then you're probably you're not going to be wrong but you're just going to be an incomplete view of what the text is saying that's so that's why i tend to use it so much People are now just eagerly waiting for when you're going to use the other uh, tools for illustration. Oh, yeah. I, it'll be in my pocket and then I'll just go. <laughs> and this Sunday, but I'm kidding, but, on, but this Sunday, the illustration like that is a banana. And I literally pull the banana like this and use it like a. Like a you'll, you'll see. You have to wait till Sunday. Brilliant. That's a promo for Sunday. Look out for the banana. <laughs> <laughs> people are also wondering does andrew wilson look like a penguin um which yeah. is an interesting conversation at some point but um, andrew i know that you were also involved in the invited series and obviously we spoke last week a little bit about um just what's going on in terms of racism and justice and the whole dialogue around that i don't know whether you've got any further reflections on the invited series or anything that's been going on this past week well, I, I think Hillary's right. I mean, I invited it, interestingly, it was quite, it was quite powerful for me because I'd only joined, the, joined Kings four months before and the series had already been planned and mapped out. So I joined in September 2016. That's when I started. And then Invited took place, I think, in February, March 2017, which is interesting. So the series, this even just a con, you know, puts it in some context, the series was being planned and written while Obama was president. Yeah. Like that's how long ago wow. it was. And then obviously wow. it was, we did it, probably it started mm. about two weeks after the inauguration of Donald <laughs> Trump, which I don't know that we ever mentioned, but I think that with the benefit of hindsight, I think it was always going to be a significant sea change in American politics. But I think with hindsight, I don't think even the most uh, politically uh, 
good guesses in, amongst us, and I'm not one of them. I'm not, I don't I don't see these things coming. I was I was certain that other things would all. I went no Brexit won't happen. No Trump won't. I never. I'm always I'm awful at predictions, but even the people who are good at it, I don't know would have seen coming how much difference it's made to the way in which this conversation takes place, not just in America but around the world. And uh, and obviously that's what we've seen in the last couple of weeks. And I think in some ways that's just to underscore what Hillary said that I think the what we were talking about in Invited was how we it was much more at an, an interpersonal relational and community-wide level which ultimately i think in the gospel is still going to be the primary place we work this stuff out i think there is obviously there's a place for public speech political action mm-hmm. but i i i do still believe that the local church is the place ultimately where these things are going to be best worked out and expressed but that's not instead of that's as well as some of the public action but invited very much focused on the, the church and the interpersonal level which I think is appropriate, but I do think that it leaves that there's various other things that can and should and need to be said as well. So I, I, th- I think I'm just agreeing with what Hillary's saying there. It's, you can't do everything in one in one series yeah. ever, and even mm. if you do, you have to come back to it. Um, but uh, I'm, I'm trusting that as we at times as well, events move so fast with the nature of the way that you think about preaching. So you don't want your I, th- I don't think it's teaching pastor. I don't think you want your preaching to be simply reactive to world events. I think you have to uh-huh. respond uh, and to <laughs> certainly big things like is going on at the moment, but you also can't allow your understanding of the word of God to be driven solely by what's happening in the world, because actually ultimately the word of God has to shape uh-huh. the way that you res- the, the shape yes. the world rather uh-huh. than the other way around. And, and yeah. I think uh-huh. so we probably when we react to things, we have to react in in quite probably limited ways rather than we're now going to do a whole series on such Um, and such an issue that's just happened by the time you've actually delivered the whole series it's often out of date so yeah it's one of the challenges of of responding well and you know i don't remember who it was that said you've got to read the have the word of god in one hand and the newspaper in the other and i think that's wise but it's it's not always easy to do when you're trying to you know lead and teach to a a large church Excellent. Yeah, and, and I guess it's just worth me um, highlighting that uh, we've done a number of uh, recorded conversations in this past week in terms of responding to what's going on. And Steve Tibbet has, um, you know, got a video blog out um, in response to the events that happened last week. And so people can go and watch his blog. And also we recorded a conversation with a number of us, including Steve, in this past week. And that's been up and was used on the day of prayer and fasting. And so there's a number of resources that we've produced in this past week to, to point people to. And it will be an ongoing conversation for us. Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna come to Cindy now. I've got to say, you are fantastically dressed. Honestly, <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I don't get offended by this, but you must be the best dressed person on this conversation. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> <I forget that. laughs> I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good, Charles. Um, I was just thinking about what um, you guys were saying about. Um, the invited series and I think for me there was um, quite a huge learning for me because you you tend to realize that diversity is on lots of different tiers so you know diversity is not just race um, you know diversity is status education travel backgrounds culture experience you know so I learned that you know we are all different first of all where we were born where we're from who our parents are the experiences we had in life you know, so I think diversity forms a really, really big picture. And so I think sometimes what we tend to do is we kind of narrow it to specific mm. areas. And we do that because there's more news about that particular area. And that's why we kind of narrow it down to those areas. But 
you think about disability, you know, age, you know, yeah. so, you know, our diversity is a big thing, but sometimes we narrow it down. And with the Invited series, what I learned was it's how to connect with people because, because of all the different backgrounds we have, someone might say something to offend you, but they didn't mean to offend you. The only reason why they did that is because of how they've been brought up, you know, and, it, and it's their kind of lifestyle. And, you know, we all have different social skills. You know, people are introverts, extroverts. That doesn't make you a bad person because you, someone, you say something nice to someone and they don't respond back to say, oh, thank you. It's maybe because in their background, they don't say thank you, you know? So mm. there's, there's, there's so many different things and, um, that we have to think about in terms of diversity. And it was so interesting when we did the series because I, I had a testimony as well and we filmed and we all came together in uh, Mary's house and shared a meal and, you know, Alice was next to me, Faria. And it was just great because we all have different backgrounds, different experiences. I mean, Faria and I are both black, but our experiences are completely different. Yeah. You know, so it's just yeah. that we have to bear that in mind when we connect with people. Don't assume, you know, don't assume because we are all different. And it's interesting because I have two sisters and we are so different. We are completely different assistants. And because of that, we come together really well because we all have different personalities. And we're brought up by, brought up by the same parents in the same household, went to the same type of schools, but we are completely different. And they're my best friends, but the difference brings us together as sisters. Hmm. You know, so I think we yeah. just need to think about that when we think about diversity. There's a lot more. It's, it's on a bigger scale spectrum a bigger scale you know we cannot limit it we cannot channel it in what we and how we want to see diversity I think we just need to look at the bigger picture of diversity and and I think just again like I'm saying don't assume but have patience as well and then that takes you back to the bible you know love each other you know unconditionally care for each other regardless you know let's not be judgmental mm -hmm. you know let's yeah. reach out to our brothers and sisters don't discriminate. I'll speak to her because she's got a big house. I'll speak to, speak to everybody, treat everybody the same. And that's why JRP is such an amazing ministry. Yeah. You know, yeah. Simon, you know, they're just amazing people in JRP. Taking on board the, 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 the community, yeah. you know, the people on the streets, the homeless people. I think that's what drawing people in and being really diverse is about. Yeah. You know, and just loving each other unconditionally and, you know, like Jesus mm. loves us, isn't it? Yeah. He loves us with all our flaws and faults and stuff. He doesn't love Hillary more than me or um, Andrew more than me or Charles. You know, he loves us all the same. Yeah. And I think we yeah. just need to think about that when we think about diversity. Yeah. Brilliant. That was a real challenge, wasn't it, in the Invited series to reach yeah. out to are different to us. And yeah. that's something we want to continue to, a message we want to continue to repeat, really, is that Absolutely. we can just hang out with you know, people like us or our mates, but actually go beyond that and reach out to people that are different to us in, in many different ways. Absolutely. Hmm. Absolutely. I'd love to, um, to move us on really in our conversation and start to talk about the new series that we kicked off uh, on Sunday, Wisdom for Life. And um, we're starting to look at the book of Proverbs. And um, I guess one of the questions that lots of people are asking at the moment is, what is, you know, what is, um, uh, what is you know living with wisdom, or what does it look like? What does it look like to 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 be someone of wisdom during this time? Um, what does wisdom look like? Is I guess is the question that lots of people are asking, and I'm and I'm wondering. I mean, that is the question I guess we're going to answer in this series. And so, um, Andrew, why don't you kick us off? What does wisdom look like in a in a season where we are, you know, like Andrew? Why didn't you kick us off? What does wisdom look? Oh, well, how long have you been? <laughs> so before, Andrew, before you start, can I? Just no, ask I, I, you I'm, I'm very happy for you to speak and say. <laughs> no, I, I just want you. No, 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 no. 
I just want to ask you to, to remind me what this means. Discombobulated. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, yes. I like the word discombobulated. It feels um, onomatopoeic. So it, it, means, it just means when you've been completely thrown or just... I, to me, the picture of discombobulated, you know, Mr. Bean? When Mr. Bean is beamed down from the sky and just, you know, when he just arrives on the floor and looks around going, where on earth am I? What's, what the heck's going on? That to me is a picture of discombobulated. <laughs> but it just, it's just a wonderful word. So I know, my mum, my mum who's 96, she said, I have never heard anybody use that word <laughs> in a sermon before. <laughs> I was like... The problem is, when you're, and the thing is, so it, the little segue here on like preaching to a camera, Hillary is a master at doing this. She can look at the camera for 25 minutes without looking at notes and, I, and still speak. I don't know how she does it. I can't do that. So I have to glance at my notes to avoid saying things extemporaneously. And if I don't, then words I would often use naturally come out, even if I don't think they're very clear. So as I was saying the word discombobulated, I just the thought flashes, flashes through your head while you're trying to form the next sentence, that people are going to either laugh at me about that or complain about that or a mixture of both. And I, I just find I'm doing it all the time. So I just need to learn from Hillary about how you're supposed to keep an eye on the camera while not using paste, the wrong word. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> we can all learn a lot from Hillary, so um, that, that's, that's not new. But so, Andrew, what does wisdom look like in this season? I mean, obviously, yeah. the, the reason why we're wanting to do this uh, sermon, I think I've got an unstable connection for a second. Yeah, yeah. a little bit. Um, is that any better? We can hear you, but you're yeah, frozen in time. Okay, right. Well, I'm gonna tr I'm gonna do what I can to move the, we can still the, hear you. the cables in. But okay, you can still hear. Me. Yeah. Um, but I think um, the, the words are always better than the face, anyway. On this <laughs> one. Um, I th I think the obviously the reason for the series is because we are wanting to ask exactly that question, and there's many layers to it. And the Book of Proverbs is filled with you know, guidance for all kinds of different <laughs> situations in life, and obviously one of the things we, I was trying to do on Sunday is just to use one chapter and draw out four things that wisdom means there. Um, I think that, I think the challenge, of course, wisdom is something that it's not law. The whole point of, of having a book like Proverbs is that it doesn't function like a series of commands, which is where, so I know for instance, with law, like you don't commit adultery. Like I just, or, you know, no, you only have sex with your spouse. So that that's a very simple rule. I, you don't kill people. You don't, even covet things, you, you only worship God. Those things are always true in every situation. It's never the right thing to do to covet something someone else has or to steal from them. I know that's a law. The thing about wisdom is, of course, that it, the circumstances change and wisdom is trying to shape your character and mold mm. you as a person with a whole range of insights and understandings that will adapt to new circumstances. And, the, and that's particularly necessary, I think, at a time when, it, you know, two things about our current moment that make that particularly important. One is, that things at the moment, because of the circumstances we're in with not just is COVID lockdown and of course all the, the protests and the response to the, the, to the racism we're seeing, I mean that the circumstances are changing very fast, which means that on any given day, what literally you could say something on a Monday that by the time you got to Tuesday evening could look like it had been ill-advised if you'd said it on Tuesday. Mm -hmm. Not everything, but some things you certainly mm -hmm. could. And that's happened to a bunch of people. Mm -hmm. And even as at the time of recording this conversation, the way in which public figures are trying to respond to, so what are you going to say about whether or not you should protest on a gathering in a large protest in the age of COVID? Or should you pull down this statue 
violently but in the context of who that person was and, and you've got public mm. figures who do this for a living going on the news and at times getting themselves in a right old tangle trying to articulate clearly and with wisdom knowing that of course anything you say might turn out in two days time or two days before to have been a little bit ill-judged and i think that makes it complex and the second thing that makes it complex is of course social media which and the internet generally which makes it look like events that are a long way away from you are very near to you and what it can do is to make you feel like the most important things in your world are things that you don't actually have any influence over. The most powerful thing I've heard said about the internet age in some ways is the fact that the internet has made us omniscient without making us omnipotent. That is, it's made us all knowing without mm. making us all powerful. Yeah. And so what mm. happens is you see mm. things all the time that you don't have any power to do anything about. Mm -hmm. yeah. mm -hmm. And so you feel like I need to do something. And mm. then the only thing you've got to do is to speak or shout or whatever, or post things. And it can, whereas actually what God holds us primarily responsible for is that which is in proximity to us. So primarily yeah. our household, our families, our, our immediate responsibilities, our colleagues, our church, our borough, our city. And as you go out, you might get things. Now, None of that means you don't engage in the public square at all. It just mm -hmm. means that your primary responsibility is not measured that way. And that in many ways, wisdom needs to be applied in the very immediate context and then panning out. And it's very easy in our age to do something that almost jumps all of those steps and goes straight up to the, to the highest level, which of course, in some cases might be the right thing to do. But much of the time, prudence involves kind of holding back or being a little bit more thoughtful and reflecting and saying okay why am i going to say should i say anything so i think there's a couple of things that mean that all the things we said on sunday are going to mm -hmm. need to shape our characters right the way through mm -hmm. in order for us to even know the answer to the question what does it look like to respond mm -hmm. and those and i i know obviously i know you and i know i know the three of us here and there's many mm -hmm. people at king's who i've seen and heard mm -hmm. speaking and praying and acting with such wisdom but i think if you said to them what does wisdom look like I don't know that they'd quite be able to say, well, it always means this, because yeah. I think in many ways what you're seeing is the fruit of a life of wisdom born out in responses to particular circumstances. And that sounds like a very waffly answer, but I actually mm -hmm. think that's how no, wisdom yeah. functions. Yeah. It's yeah. not law. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That's, that's mm -hmm. really good. And um, obviously we kind of uh, spoke about Proverbs 31 on Sunday. Um, I wondered, um, perhaps Cindy, um, you know, what, challenged you or encouraged you most in, in Proverbs 31 um, as you heard it preached on, on Sunday or as you've looked at it over the last couple of days? Mm -hmm. I think just um, talking about social media as well and what characterises wisdom. So um, obviously I've been watching quite a few things lately and um, yesterday I watched a documentary on the 13th Amendment and um, that obviously is the amendment that was put in place to abolish slavery and you, you get a bit angry because you think there was a clause in that amendment and basically um, it's an amendment to set every American free. However, if you go to prison, that's different. You're mm. still under that law, you see. So, and then I'm thinking about how many black men are in prison, African-American black men in prison. And the population is high in prison in comparison to the African-American population in the US, you know? So I just think to myself, how did that happen? You know, that's unfair. And, there's, and, then, and then they talked about the Jim Crow laws and then the segregation. And you just think about all of this. And I was watching it and they were just pushing black people over. And, you know, it was just awful. And I was yeah. just thinking, ah, oh, do you know? And then, so you think, I need to be wise. You know, how am I going to step forward? What's my approach? What can I do as Cindy? Mm. What can I do in the society? And then you think yeah. to yourself, 
first you think, oh, should I go out and just be angry? And I'm like, no, you know, so you, you, you know, so it's basically a re- reaction when you watch an event, the reaction and then your emotions. So how are you going to deal with your emotions? You know, so it's kind of, it's, it's, it's okay to say we need to be wise in this and wise this, but in these moments in time, it's all out the window because you're reacting to what you're seeing and what you're hearing. So you actually know what possibly you should do, but sometimes you don't want to do that because you think mm. this is just unfair, this has happened. So I just think, again, you, then, that's where you have to go back to the Bible. You have to believe that there is hope and our hope is in God. Yeah. You know, in Isaiah yeah. 40, you know, it tells you about those who hope in the Lord will renew their strengths. Yeah. Or even in Jeremiah, you know, we talk about that. All, God has good plans for you, plans to give you a future and a hope. But you have to believe this in your heart. You know, so even when I watch these things, I think to myself, I have to be who God has created me to be. And I need, mm. to, I need to go out there and reflect who I am in Christ. Otherwise, there's no point in me reading that Bible. You know, I need to believe in the Bible I'm reading. I need to believe in God's, yeah. what God is saying over my life and who I am in Christ. And I have to reflect that. And you know, Andrew, you were saying about, I think you were saying about Jesus, his strength and compassion. Yeah. And when, you know, people were trying to help him when he was carrying the cross and he gave it back to them because he believes what he was doing. He believed in where he was going and he believed in, the whole concept of him coming to this earth and dying on the cross to save us for our sins. So he knew what his journey and his purpose was. And I think as Christians, we need to know what our purpose is here. What has God called us on this planet to do? And we need to do it. And we need to not get distracted with social media and all of that because it will be there. And people are recommending watching all these programs, you know, there's all these programs. Someone texts you, read, watch this, watch this, watch this, watch this, you know, but, what can we do to make things better? What can mm. we do as a people, mm. as a church, to bring about positive change? What can, and I, I was saying to my daughter yesterday, what can we do? You know, I could go and march yesterday, protest, and I come back and sit in my couch and eat, drink my tea and eat my biscuit and then go for the next one, come back and, what can I do? You mm. know, do I, can I maybe get a support group together, encourage people? You know, we all have different skills. You know, can I, you know, there's things that we can all break down and do. It might be a little thing, but it's still something that can make a difference. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, so I just think about wisdom is difficult sometimes, depending on what is going on around you, to be wise. Because I think at the back of our minds, we all know, we all know the right thing to do. You know, if something happens, you know, you know, this, this, this wonderful lady in the Bible has got all these attributes, you know, she's diligent, she's strong, she's compassionate, she's, she fears the Lord, you know, she, she wakes up, she does, what's it, she, what's it, Andrew, you said about her not turning a light off? Um, yeah, her lamp doesn't go out at night, you know, she's, she's, a, she's a businesswoman, you know, she cooks creatively, you know, if you read Proverbs 31, <laughs> I mean, she's just amazing, isn't it? I mean, I don't know if I can replicate that, but I can try, and there's things that I know, but because of our emotions, we think, mm, I'm not doing that today. I'm not saying that. I'd rather do this. I'd rather be mm. angry and go and retaliate, you know, where you can channel that in a positive way. Mm. Can I come in on that, yeah. Charles, just very quickly. I know it'll be Hillary next, but that to me is the, that's why, Cindy, actually this, mm. I'm kidding around about this, but that's yeah. why she and the three layers matters to me so much yeah. because 
if you read that chapter and you think I'm supposed to do all of those things, you think, well, mm. you, uh, and particularly I think women have often read that chapter and thought, I yeah. don't measure up, but I think men mm. read that as well, but we just didn't think it applied to us in the first place. But I think when you see the people of God collectively, you say actually the way in which you express wisdom mm-hmm. and the way I express wisdom look different in this, yeah. even in this yeah. current moment, what are yeah. you and I supposed to do in response to what's going on? Well, we'll have the same theological framework but our experiences are different our context our gifts and personalities are different so the way i use my power such as it is such as it is to do do something productive will be different from the way you do and mm-hmm. actually if you look at the people of god together even at king's you say mm-hmm. between us the lamp does not go out at night and we are providing yeah. food for the poor and <laughs> yeah. speaking with wisdom and kindness is on the time, <laughs> compassion and strength and yeah. diligence and fortitude they're all yeah. there it's just yeah. that the one person has got a market on all of them and i yeah sorry to just throw that in no that's good yeah definitely Go on, Hillary. Have you got anything to add to this conversation? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I love the way you took that angle because I, I have heard that passage used so often to just kind of, yeah, make women feel they have to be super women. And <laughs> yeah. it's just pain in the neck, to be honest. <laughs> and none of us can achieve that, can we? But mm-hmm. I, I, you know, for me, I love that, that kind of, um, as Cindy picked out, that strength in comp- and compassion um it, and that to me that thoughtfulness and really yeah being willing to see that that is that is found only in Christ really mm-hmm. and i love that passage in corinthians about that the reality is none of us are super women or men none mm-hmm. of us came you know into the faith or you know cross that threshold because of what we were like Mm. and that because we deserved it or because we were wise or super capable or anything you know it's only through God's grace it's Mm -hmm. only through Christ in us and us being in Christ Mm. that we have any hope really of Mm. addressing Mm. some of these complicated and painful issues and seeing hope in it and seeing Mm -hmm that there may be a wise way through. And mm. I, I just feel at the moment, yeah, that challenge to be praying, be listening, yeah, but mm. be praying and thinking, yeah, what what are you calling to us to do as a church? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, mm. How can we be salt and light in this situation? Mm-hmm. Because the world has lots of theories of what the answer might be. Um, and we know that true reconciliation only happens through Jesus. But how do we convey that without it sounding like we're just giving like a spiritual there, there answer, mm, mm, you know, mm. oh, we'll pray about it and don't worry, mm. we'll sort it. Because we know, unfortunately, in Christian history, many times that the wise thing still hasn't been done mm-hmm. to lift people up. Mm, so I think mm. that is we we do need to keep yeah open to God and listening to His Spirit before we jump into this is what we need to do, mm-hmm. um, mm. and that's an uncomfortable mm. place to be in to mm. say, well, I I don't know, I don't know mm. what God is calling us uniquely to do as King's Church. We will, you know, we're already beginning to speak up and gather mm. people and pray, mm. but. Mm. Mm. I'm not sure what what next you know what's next really mm. for us what is the wise thing um and I think too quickly we can easily get to praying for peace 
and mm. unity without doing that hard work of thinking, mm. what are you calling us to right mm -hmm. now? Mm -hmm. so, yeah. mm. I mean, you've raised some really important questions there. Um, mm. It's really important for us to, to think about, reflect on and, and talk about. Um, I don't mm. know if um, Andrew, you want to say anything on that, but I also just wanted to pick up on what I guess a number of you are saying, and you, you may feel uh, that we've said enough, but just on how we balance um, reading Proverbs 31 from an individual level about this mm. woman of noble character, as well as seeing it from those different levels. <laughs> you did a great job on showing us how that you know we can read this passage on different levels. But how do we get the balance right from seeing it as you know this wife of noble character and also the fact that this is really fulfilled in Christ? How do we get that, that balance, that tension right? Um, but also I wonder whether you had anything else to say on uh, what Hiri was just saying about those questions that the, all these situations pose for us as a church. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I keep doing this, Joel. It's very impossibly large. <laughs> I, I must admit, on the, on, the, on the Proverbs 31 specifically, I don't see there as being particularly a tension to manage. I think this is both and rather than either or. And I think... So, as I was saying on Sunday, I think we, if you're a, it's addressed to a young man, right, in, in many ways, and about a young woman. Uh, and I think if you're, you know, considering marriage, you, I, I do think this is what, I do think this is what women should aspire to be, just as I actually think in many ways what men should aspire to be. I'd, I'd obviously changing some of the particulars, but I, I do. I, I don't think that means that we're all going to live up to it all the time. And mm. I think ultimately, if you say who, which human being embodies that, <laughs> they, Jesus does. And therefore, as I to his likeness, I'm going to become, he's not a woman, but in every other respect, you think who's ceaselessly diligent and strong and compassionate, all those justice, all those things, you'd say they're found in him. So, I think that in, I think it actually, it's only as we see the corporate holistic vision of this being found in Christ and in his people that we're going to be able to pursue it meaningfully as individuals. I think you try and do this without union with Christ, it's not going to work. So mm. I think this is where, you know, faith and works reinforce one another. As you mm. look to God and his grace and who he's made you, you become conformed to be who you already are. That's the, that's the mystery of Christian discipleship, isn't it? We say that kind of thing all the time and, you know, become who you are this, you, yeah. you've been made this, mm -hmm. so now grow into it so i think that's what i'd say about the Proverbs 31 dynamic i think when it comes to how we phrase the you know address these huge questions i mean that's why i laughed because it's obviously far too big and i and i agree with hillary it's just a lot of you just have to give some time sometimes to ask questions and i think biblically wisdom often doesn't involve speaking and deciding what you're going to do immediately mm. it actually wisdom sometimes can acknowledge the truth of apparently contradictory propositions depending on the mm. context mm. proverbs 26 4 and 5 famously don't answer a fool according to his folly because if you do you'll become like him and answer a fool according to his folly because if you don't he'll become wise in his own eyes and then right next to each other and you mm. yeah hang on, how are they both true and of course they might be both true depending on the circumstances and your heart and, mm. and I think we have to think that way about a lot of these issues and sometimes proverbs will say being silent might be the right thing to do. Not, mm -hmm. not in the sense of refusing to speak against injustice, but in the sense of saying, I'm not going to fix all of this and exactly what the solution is here. Mm -hmm. I'm mm -hmm. not 100% sure. I might, it might be that, you know, you are, we'll look, see in Ecclesiastes, you are God in heaven, here am I on earth, so I'll let my words be few. I, there might be, there's a time for that. There's a time for public speech and demonstrative public action. There's a time for listening and getting counsel from many, in many counselors, there is much success. And all the way through this series, I think we'll see a lot of different angles on it, which means mm. that 
even for me to say for every single person watching this, wisdom looks like doing this. I know, where, I know what the answer is if the question is what is sinful and what is righteous, but I don't always know what the answer is if it's what is foolishness and what's wisdom, because it will probably look different even for the four of us, just said to Cindy, as it is for me. And so I think we have to allow that that might be true. And it might well be the wise thing for one person in the church to go and protest and for another person in the church not to. It might be wise for one person in the church to respond with this, another person not to. And that doesn't mean that each person is sinning or mm -hmm. acting mm -hmm. righteously with mm -hmm. the other person is not. I, do, mm -hmm. I just think we have to allow space like that and at times to reflect and learn from one another about exactly what to do. And that's why I say, the re certainly amongst many friends of mine in Kings, the responses people are making sometimes look noticeably different from one another. And yet I can see wisdom and virtue in what a great many people are doing. Mm -hmm. That encourages yeah. me. And I think that's actually the way that this book, you read the whole of Proverbs in one go, you go, mm. man, there's a lot of very different takes on the life of wisdom in this book. And that's why we're going to spend a 12 week series looking at wisdom rather than just a one week one. Mm. That's really uh, helpful. And I'm really encouraged by what you all have said. And I guess a couple of things that come to mind are firstly that we are a body and as a body we all have various different gifts and we are to use those gifts for the glory of God and so we should exercise wisdom in how we use that gift and seek God for his guidance and his wisdom and secondly the just great encouragement that we are united to Christ through faith and what, yeah. a, what a relief that is and what yeah. a burden that is lifted off our shoulders when we realize actually that Christ has already performed on our behalf that we don't have to that it's just through faith that we're saved, that we're restored, that we're redeemed. And he comes to us and gives us all these things as amazing good gifts. And so I hope for all the listeners out there, you've really enjoyed our conversation, that it's been thought-provoking as well as encouraging. I want to thank uh, the guests, Hilary, Cindy, and Anne. What a great conversation. It's always fun and lively, as well as insightful. And uh, I do hope you have a great week. Do continue to tune in on Sundays as we gather together as a church to worship together and hear the word of God being preached. We're going to continue in this series on Sunday, the Wisdom for Life series, for the next 12 weeks. And um, yeah, keep connected, keep loving one another, keep being the body of Christ that he's called us to be. And we'll see you again uh, very soon. God bless you and take care. Bye. Bye-bye. <laughs>